Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer, and hymns for Sunday the 12th of September. Today our service is led by the Reverend Linda Walker, and our reader is Robbie Mitchell. Our hymns come from Dunblane Cathedral and St Magnus Cathedral. Let us worship God together. Hello and welcome to this time of worship. Bruce has invited me to share some thoughts with you this week as he is on holiday, so thank you for joining with me and wherever you are, may God's peace be with you. On this morning, as every morning, we are surrounded by God's grace. In these moments, as every moment, we are called to costly discipleship by Jesus. Throughout this day, as every day, we are taught peace and hope by the Spirit. And so join with me as we gather to pray. Praise to you, creator of heaven and earth. You give us the food of the earth and the water of the well. Praise to you, Jesus Christ, who walked our ways. You have revealed the will of God and the holiness of the earth. Praise to you, holy giver of life and helper. You awaken our song of praise in faith and in struggle. We hear you calling us, Lord, over the busy clamour of the day. Give us grace to pause and be still. Still our minds, preoccupied with run-of-the-mill matters. Still our gaze, to see with your joy the wonder of your creation. Guide our seeing and our hearing, our words and our actions to the quiet place of your presence. Stir in our hearts a new passion, a passion for justice and peace, grounded in your wisdom, a wisdom that we can faithfully pass on to others. Forgive us when we turn away from you, when we are distracted by our worldly cares, when we are wrapped up in ourselves, when we fail to pass on the good news. Forgive us when we fail to hear your words, when we are unthinking about the things we do and are unmoved by the cries of the suffering. Forgive us that we have not the eyes to see the wonder and awe of your creation and the radiance of your everlasting light. When we truly seek him, the Lord reaches out to us in his love and says, your sins are forgiven. Put them behind you now. Go out in my strength and live. And so we pray. Let the words of our mouths and the love stored in our hearts stir us into action to care for the world and its creatures, to bring peace to the world and its peoples. Amen. Our reading this morning is from Mark's Gospel. this morning is taken from the Gospel according to St Mark, chapter 8, 
reading verses 27 to 38. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah and he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Thanks be to God.
Not many meditations begin like this, but this morning's one does. Once upon a time, long ago, there was a beautiful queen. She had a little daughter who was white as snow, with cheeks as rosy as apples and hair as black as ebony. So she was called Snow White. Sadly, when her daughter was born, the good queen died. A year passed and the king took another wife. She was very beautiful, but so proud and haughty that she could not bear to be surpassed in beauty by anyone. She possessed a wonderful mirror that could answer her when she stood in front of it. And so she asked, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? The mirror answered, you, O queen, are the fairest of all. And the queen was content because she knew the mirror could speak nothing but the truth in response to the most important question that she was asking it. There was a most important question in our gospel reading this morning. We are in the middle of Mark's gospel and from here on in we are heading towards Jerusalem and the events of the end of Jesus's life. He had come to a pivotal point in his ministry and perhaps he needed to know just how much the disciples had taken in of what he had been teaching them. And so, having asked what the word on the street was about who he was, Jesus turned to Peter and said, But who do you say that I am? A searching question indeed, but it seems that Peter had his answer ready. You are the Messiah. Peter realised who Jesus was the one who had come to save the people. But that was only the first step. And there was still some work to be done to make sure that the disciples realised just what kind of Messiah they were following. Jesus had some hard-hitting words for his disciples and for the people who had gathered to hear him. Words that perhaps they hadn't expected and words that were neither easy to hear or work out how to put in practice. Listen again to the end of our Gospel reading, this time from The Message, a contemporary translation by Eugene Peterson. Calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to saving yourself, your true self. What good would it do to get everything you want and lose you, the real you? What could you ever trade your soul for? If any of you are embarrassed over me and the way I'm leading you when you get around your fickle and unfocused friends, know that you'll be an even greater embarrassment to the Son of Man when he arrives in all the splendour of God, his Father, with an army of the holy angels. And what about us? When Jesus comes to us and says, who do you say I am? What is our response? Are we able to join with Peter and say that he is the Messiah? And if we are, just what does that mean for us in our lives here in what we hope is post-pandemic Glasgow in 2021. 
We have all learned much about Jesus and his life and teaching over the years, but it must have started somewhere. Perhaps you can remember when someone first explained to you what a story in the Bible was all about. Perhaps God spoke to you directly or through another person and because of that you became a follower of Jesus, one of his disciples. And since those initial stages you have learned more by being part of a Bible study group, listening to the preaching of your minister, by following the example of others who have been travelling this faith journey for longer than you have. And as you have listened and discussed and watched, your commitment to following Jesus has grown, so that at some stage you, like Peter, have been able to say, yes, I know that you are the Messiah. I know you are the Son of God, Saviour. A few years ago, the Church of Scotland produced a resource called Conversations in Discipleship, which allows a group of people to tell stories from their own life experience and reflect on them together in a simply structured gathering that would last around an hour and a half. There are six conversations with a prompt to begin each one. For example, share a story about a time when your relationship with others shaped your journey of faith. In a situation where you know the other people present, this would be a safe space to explore what discipleship is all about, hear from others about their discipleship journey and to share your own experience. These kind of opportunities are, I believe, very valuable as they build confidence and a sense of fellowship. I'm sure the first disciples told one another stories about how they had been called by Jesus and some of the experiences they had had along the way with him. We are all invited to be disciples of Jesus, to live life in all its fullness and to know him as Messiah in our hearts and lives. So what are your own stories of responding to Jesus's invitation, follow me, and how have those affected and changed you and others? Have you ever wondered how other followers of Jesus describe being disciples in their everyday lives, and what or has helped or hindered their journeys of faith? And much more importantly, what if our stories not only inspire and enthuse one another, but also allow us to share that journey of faith with others who might just be waiting for the opportunity to get involved. If there was one thing that the disciples learned and then experienced as they were part of his ministry, it was that Jesus, as they had come to know him, was not going to be with them in that form forever. It took them a while to understand what was going to happen. and Their reactions to Jesus' explanation of what was to be the end of his life on earth were unsurprisingly ones of shock and fear. What were they going to do after he had gone? Rather than leave them powerless, rudderless and without purpose, Jesus gave clear instructions as to what they were to do and how they would be able to do it. In the words we hear from the close of Matthew's Gospel, which are often called the Great Commission, we are called to go and make disciples, baptise them and teach them to obey all that Jesus has taught us, all he taught the first disciples during his time on earth. So may we, like Peter, know in our hearts and lives Jesus as Messiah, 
And may we, as 21st century disciples, take up the Great Commission and make it our own, to the glory of God our Father. Amen. Now let us join together in our prayers of gratitude and concern. Let us pray. Lord God our Father, you are worthy of all our worship and all our praise. For you made all things and without you we cannot even draw breath. We thank you for your goodness to us, the love you demonstrated through the life and earthly ministry of Jesus, the promise of your guidance through our lives and your promise of eternal life. We thank you for our friends and family, the people around us who care for us and support us. We thank you too for the seed of faith that you planted in our hearts and for all the ways that seed has grown and flourished through the years. Peter confessed you as Messiah, but lacked understanding of who you truly were. Give us an open heart and mind to learn from you the ways of discipleship. Give us wisdom to proclaim your saving love, to teach others to advance your kingdom, regardless of the cost. We pray for all who influence our lives, those in places of government, in broadcasting and publishing, in politics and civic life, that they may be blessed with your wisdom in all that they do. Guide all who preach and teach in your name whatever is true, noble, pure and lovely, that they may help us to see your plan to make all things new. We give thanks for those who have accompanied us on our faith journey, those who have supported us when we lacked confidence and gladdened our hearts with your wisdom and understanding. We pray for all those affected by severe weather events at this time. Tropical Storm Ida across a swathe of North America. Those who have lost families and friends, homes and livelihoods and for those individuals and organisations offering what help and support they can. When we struggle knowing what to pray in such situations, take the thoughts of our hearts and in your mercy hear our prayer. Closer to home, we pray for all who are fearful and anxious, who doubt your love and find themselves in a dark place, who struggle with illness in body, mind or spirit. We pray for those we know going through tough times and ask that you will surround them with your love as they cope with whatever difficult situation they are facing. Confident in God's restoring love, we pray silently now the personal concerns of our hearts. Gracious and loving God, so full of power and yet so personally involved with us, we bring all our prayers to you 
and sum them up in the words that Jesus taught his first disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. As we come to the end of this time together, some words to go with you in the days that lie ahead. God sends you into the world with words of hope. Morning by morning, speak these words and live them out for others. Jesus calls you into the world with words of justice. Moment by moment, listen to the oppressed and challenge the unjust powers around you. The Spirit fills you with words of grace and peace. Day by day, sing these words so all may hear of God's presence in their lives. And as you are called and filled and sent, may the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, rest on and remain with you all, now and always.
Amen.